Hi, my name is Chipochelo Perry. I am what you would call a people person, people enthusiast, or people connoisseur, if that's even a thing. Normally, I'm disguised as an HR and talent expert in my day job. For a long time, I have wanted some kind of platform to discuss the things that really light us up, to listen to people's stories and also share mine. Particularly, I have wanted to discuss gifts and talents, that individual secret sauce that has led to someone's success in whatever business or career they have tried to pursue. For some reason, deep inside me, I have always believed everyone has an innate gift, something that makes them special. It can be the most ordinary, mundane thing or something absolutely extraordinary, but somehow it's there just for you. A gift to yourself and to humanity that somehow clears the way of making life with all its ups and downs worth fully experiencing. So join me on the Talent Whisperer podcast as my guests and I have conversations about their gifts and talents, their journey of fully accepting their strengths and how that has led to them living what most would consider a meaningful life. Please hit that subscribe button so you get a notification every time we have a new episode. Thank you. Cheers. Welcome back to the Talent Whisperer. It's your host, Chipochedu. And today's episode, I have a really special guest. I'm talking to uh, Dr. Mabel Mahango Malenga, <laughs> who happens to be one of my best friends. Um, Mabel is a veterinary doctor turned farmer and just like overall badass entrepreneur. She runs Nelani Farms, which I have had the pleasure to see grow from like Echitele in a residential area, you know, stanking mm -hmm. up the neighborhood to the actual farm that it is today with like the rows and like the chickens and the, you know, and the eggs and the, anyway, let's keep going. Um, I swear I don't know anyone like legit. I'm not saying this because you're my friend or because I want people to watch this podcast, <laughs> but I, I don't know anyone who works harder than you, uh -huh. like your 4am's, your being in the mud, your shoving, uh, Chicken poop is like really super inspiring. And um, I'm inspired by your ability to just make things happen. I think you just have this like can do attitude about absolutely everything. You don't see a problem. You always just see ways around the problem. So this is the reason we wanted you on this episode because we just wanted to get know, get know more about you. And um, yeah, so welcome to Talent Whisperer, Mabel. Thanks, girl. Okay, thank you. So um, we have to start like to understand anyone we have to go back to the beginning. And um, I want to know what you were like as a kid. You know, what were you like as a kid? What did you get in trouble for? What did you get praised for? And as you tell this story, don't leave out the fact that you wanted to be a nun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's see how that worked out. Let, don't leave out the fact that you were, you know, you were headed to the, it's the convent, the, the convent. convent. I want to say convent, mm -hmm. the convent, yes. <laughs> Well, ish, where do I start now? Mm. Start from where you remember, from where the beginning. Where I remember. Mm. Um, okay, so raised with two sisters, a brother, mom, dad. Mm -hmm. um, I think I was always praised for being smart. Not smart like clever, or, but smart like quick. And then... Uh, Apparently, I was naughty. I don't think so. I just <laughs> didn't have things to do. Uh, I was one of those kids that you needed to give me programs. Yeah. 
We and had I was to give not you given, things to yes, do. And I was not given programs. Yeah, yeah. So with that, I made my own programs. <laughs> and sometimes they got you in trouble. <laughs> and sometimes they got me in trouble. <laughs> or they were just... Yeah, they were, they were just not... I don't think they should have been gotten me in trouble. I still don't believe they were naughty things. Okay. So you still think you were just being, you were feeling yes. the time. You were, I was feeling my time. Creative. I was being a child. I was being uh, creative. Okay, okay. That's mm, how there was we nothing look that, at uh, breaking rules. <laughs> even the rules were, were then discovered when I did that because the ah, rules were never there mm, okay. for whatever I was doing. Yeah. So before we get to you wanting to be a nun because that's like, want to get into that. But like when they gave you those praises, as ah, Coach Angela, like Coach Angela, what do you think that did for like your did you feel good about that kind of praise what do you think it did for your self-esteem and do you think that, like that's um being like the way you're just like quick and always just making things happen do you think that like reinforced like a confidence in you knowing like ah not no really. not really because i thought ah. everyone had it mm. so i thought everyone just generally had it so like okay, even yeah, even yeah. even when i grew older i thought I knew I could get things easily, but I didn't think I was smart. I didn't consider myself smart. Mm -hmm. I didn't consider myself doing medicine. I didn't, none of that, because I just thought, this is how people are. Mm. Generally, I mean, people should just get things. So I did not get that some people do not. Okay, so <clears throat> at this point, you're, you're growing up assuming that yeah. the world is full of people that just like, Yes. Get things, get things going, make things happen. Mm. Watch Angela. Yes. You know, we're going we're gonna to get to that a bit later. I don't want us to lose <laughs> so much track, but like we have to discuss, because I think I went through the same thing where I kind of had to realize that everybody's different and does things at their own pace and like processes differently, but that's a story for later. Okay, so um, creative it, Mabel gets in trouble but doesn't think it's trouble, just no. like, you know, exploring her options. So how does someone like that end up, you know, wanting to be a nun? Okay, so yeah. we, I was at a really bad nursery school. Mm. And then my mom is very Catholic. So church every Sunday, mm -hmm. um, there are nuns that she's friends with. She's, she, my mother will be friends with the priests, yeah. the nuns. <laughs> so she's, and then they're like, one of them is opening up a school and says, mm. oh, um, but we're opening up a school. Let her come over. And like the other one was like, I was speaking Nyanja the whole time. <laughs> it was like that. Mm, mm -hmm, mm. Special. Yeah. So I go to her school and I actually have a really good time. Very small school. It was literally in the garage in Olympia. Mm -hmm. And um, she even kind of became my best friend. The nun. The nun. Nice. And, and you're what? Five? Five? Four? Five? five four? Yeah. And I would go there weekends. I first started going there weekends. Yeah. Then started going there holidays. Mm. And holidays. Mm -hmm. Holiday after holiday. So what's a, what's a, what's a six-year-old or five-year-old doing? So you wake up, you have mass in the morning. You have mm. mass at six. And then... Every day? Every day. And then you... Well, it's like a really short mass. Mm. And then you have breakfast. And then there are errands to run sometimes. And I would go with whichever nun was running, whichever errands. Nice. And then come back home, lunch. Um, you'd pray in the evening, supper. You'd have conversations. We would watch stuff together. So it was, but there was always something to do. Because there was always mm. a nun doing something. Or there was always a big event happening. Yeah. So I would uh, be half stellar. 
Stella, oh. the girls that dance, yeah, yeah, half yeah, Stella, yeah. half, um, and also they had like really good cartoons and really nice books. I really like reading. Yeah. So what the convent gave you was like, it filled those spaces. Yes. Yeah. So yes. It, it, you know, and I imagine for like at your age, because at this point you don't know boys exist. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> and like at that point, that kind of like activity, that kind of, you know, starts to attract you to that lifestyle. Yes. And also yeah. I, I was, I am still, I was very black and white. Yeah. So oh, I was. Was? I think I'm a little bit. I'm not going towards the gray now. No, you, you have some gray areas. <laughs> you so have some black gray and areas, white. I was very you this remain is wrong, black and white. Yes. This is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. for me, that was like when I went there, I felt like that, even the faith, I really liked learning about, if not the Catholic faith, the Catholic way of doing things. Um, like the rituals. The, the, the nuns have some really nice guests that you can talk to in there. Yeah, I had some really nice conversations and some really scary ones. Mm. Yeah. So, and also my older sisters, well, yeah. my two older sisters are like a clique mm. together. I, and then my older brother is way older than me. So there was no one at home that I could... There was no one to play there with. There was no one to play with. And they did not want to play with me. <laughs> Again, I was black and white, so I was always like, that's what you're wearing? Yeah. <laughs> that's where you're going? Is that is you, this the time you came? You guys do this. Uh, mm. You were, you were uh, like proper last born. Yes. Like always and like... Yeah. judgy. Judgy and Righteous. telling on us. Mm. Yeah. You know about you last my dad, born. My dad did not like it though. <laughs> my dad was just like, why? Yeah. Why should she and and then for who? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he did not like it because he probably saw that. Well, this looks like it. It might or it might no, not it was happen. No, just like um, he's like, how much money are we talking here? Like, she's not going to make money. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Someone must make money. Someone must make money. Yeah, yeah. So, at what point did you like um, start to uh, become? you know, open to other types of living. I'm trying to keep a this like super, like a child of the world. Trying to keep this like PG. Like when did you be like, um, maybe, maybe this is not the life for me. Grade six, grade seven, when I yeah. actually started making friends that I could visit. Mm. Friends that I could visit, even friends in the neighborhood that I could walk down the road and go and visit and we could do stuff together. Mm. That's when the holidays to the nuns started becoming erratic. Mm. And then I just had other things to do. Yeah. And then you were I just, growing. I was growing. You were becoming I, a teenager. I was. Mm. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then boys. And then boys happened. And then boys happened. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we won't, we won't get into the boys' conversation yet, but let's, um, let's talk about you in high school. So you were low-key famous. I don't know if it's <laughs> low-key or high-key famous. Like, I didn't know you, but I heard of, and, and I, think, I think we can say our name because that's our girl. Like Mabel and Dora were like a famous duo. I was way I was in boarding school somewhere in Kasisi, but somehow I knew the names Mabel and Dora for some reason, right? And then we get to Unza, we meet, um, we're gonna talk a lot more about how we met later. We meet and to be honest, like I knew you were Mabel. Like I met you and oh Mabel, she's pretty cool. But it never clicked that you were 
the Mabel from like the Mabel and Dora duo until like randomly like months later and we're already close friends and then probably someone says passes a comment and I'm like wait what <laughs> you know so I was expecting more <laughs> I was because you just seemed like you, you you were rumored to be like a rebellious kid so when I met you and you were like you know like you say yeah super smart but you were so serious with your schoolwork and as much as like would go out and have fun you were just like black and white so that, I was like I don't know this is not giving what it's supposed to give this is not giving me rebellion i was more rebellious than you Probably. so so <laughs> so tell me like what what do you think was the um what do you think sparked those kinds of rumors like what what do you think was like the reason behind that kind of notorious like being notorious in that way maybe notorious is too like much of a word yeah. but it like for I was those in a gang days, or something yes <laughs> Were you in a gang? But like, <laughs> but what do you think was like the fuel, the, 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 the fire behind the smoke? Is that what they say? The fuel? The, something like that. Yeah. So first of all, I don't think that, Chipo, me and you just know the same people. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. We know the same people. Even now, the people that you already knew before I knew you, I kind of knew already before you. Think about it. Your friends. Your, so we, we kind okay. of, we're attracted to the same kind of people. And we know a lot of the same people. Mm -hmm. This is even before. So that's, uh, there was an escalation because I think people are just like, hey, who's going to be this? Is the same girl. I didn't know her. Yeah. So we, we also just knew the same kind of people. We ran in the same circles. And that is number one. But mm. yes, I okay. was. I was Thank very you. social. You were very social. But it was because I had a lot of avenues so i had church mm -hmm. sunday church yeah. where i knew people yeah i had saturday classes that yeah. i knew people i had school where i knew the girls yeah. and even the girls that were below me and higher than me yeah i would still go for their parties yeah and then i had friends in the neighborhood yeah and those friends had their schoolmates or whatever and i knew those yeah so it was i just had maybe a network of friends and uh -huh. so they were, there was also a lot of opinions and a lot of stories yeah. from, because I knew so many people, from these people that thought they yeah. knew me thought or they knew, knew about you. me. Yeah. Okay. And how do you think, did you know of I it? I didn't know. Like at the time you were living it or even at some point, was there a point where you were like, um, how I come? I just thought I knew people. You just thought you knew people. I just thought I knew yeah. people. Yeah. And... I've never, no, I'm also, apparently I have a resting bitch face, so it doesn't get back to me, mm, which so, is So good. people don't come back. So I never they knew. Don't, they don't feel welcome to bring back of, the no, stories. No, 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 I never knew half of those stories. <laughs> it's so funny that even for me, I feel like, I don't, I don't think I have a resting bitch face, but like, nothing ever comes back to me. Yeah. Once in a while I hear like, oh, this. Like, um, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I've got no beef with anyone. Like those people that have like, <laughs> no. And then the shiny, the haters. Yeah. I really don't think yeah. I have any I don't, haters. I don't, I don't know any of my haters. I for don't real. know. I yeah. don't think I have any haters. I, um, I've gone through like a few times that someone has done something to me or said something about me to the point where it's kind of like detrimental. Mm -hmm. And it shocks me because I... I genuinely am baffled as to why this person <laughs> would do that, like, doesn't like me. Like, not that I expect to be liked, but just because, like, but how do you not like me so much? Like, we don't yeah. even... 
you know, we don't even hang out, we're not even friends like that. So that always kind of like shock. I've had a few of those instances that shock me. But to say like today, I would be like, oh, I've got haters. And people say, yeah, but not everybody's going to like you. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I don't know those people that don't like me. I really don't. <laughs> and, and maybe it's just that um, maybe we, we've just never had the platform to hear. That's know. true. Yeah, maybe yeah. like maybe there'll be a Facebook comment after this episode. <laughs> Maybe it's there'll me. be a Facebook comment after this episode where we'll be like, oh my God, there's my first hater. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> there's so many, gosh. Um, <laughs> okay, so like, I think, I think for me, um, I, it, it, I've always wanted to ask you this question, but I guess I've asked you now. Um, and you say like, you don't know. I always wondered if that kind of like, um, I still think that as much as you think that network thing is the issue, I don't really think so. Because some of the people that would, um, mention you or had opinions are not even people that like used to talk to you so I don't yeah. think it's about the network thing but I was I was hoping we'd have a deeper conversation about like how that affected you like people like you know talking but oh, clearly you have no how? idea I so have... we'll just move on to the next I really question don't. <laughs> you're not you're not giving me the depth <laughs> <laughs> that you're seeking that I see ah. I was seeking on this one you know but it's all good <laughs> so first time we met was Unza yes um in a ridiculously long mm -hmm. uh, registration queue. Yep. Like, those things were crazy. But yeah. they were a good way to make friends. I, yes. I met, like, the people that I hang out with the rest of the time until today, people like you, I met in those queues. So those queues were great socializing. Like, like, for like, me, yeah. it really showed me that, you know what, it's really all you. Like, there was no mother to escort you. Yeah. There was no... Yeah. Well, some people had their because, parents, but, like, we were... And figure it out by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you were not phoning anyone. There was no And I think some people, who, people who even had their parents, like, their parents came, dropped them off, saw the cues, and were uh, like, uh... And also saw that there were no other parents, and they were just like, <laughs> I think you sort yourself yeah. out. Yeah, we'll see you later. Yeah. So, yeah, so we met in a queue, and um, I fondly remember, like, we used to see each other around campus, but our friendship being solidified... Uh, on the Zenon dance floor, like somehow it, it was, it, it's a bit like a romantic movie. <laughs> so you across the room, mm. Nelly's flap your wings yes. played. We met in the middle of the dance floor, and that time we had like Megan by Brenya Mees with Hey Mama skirts, with Hey Mama skirts and boxing boots. <laughs> Terrible outfits, but we thought we looked really cute. And we, you know, we danced. And for some reason in that moment, I was like, this is, this is my girl. And we became, like, really close friends after that. Um, but I want to talk about the process of going to Unza because I, I really believe Zambian millennials, like, a lot of them are scarred and traumatized out of that, like, process of applying for school. Reason being, I think, yeah, we're probably traumatized at the time or pro traumatized later because at that time we didn't know we didn't really have options right? Mm -hmm. Like the world was, we didn't, the internet was for printing lyrics yes. in an internet cafe. Yeah, like we're true. not out here trying to like find out, you know, and, but also, yeah, the, the options were really limited. You had UNSA, you had CBU, and then you had some of the colleges like Evelyn Horn, you know, and if you wanted, you got the grades to go out to UNSA or CBU. The, uh, um, there was only so many, like the courses at UNSA and CBU were different. It wasn't like, oh, I'll study this here, you know? So if you want to study one thing, um, you you go to that school, but also the process of going through it was like 
I had no idea that if you want to study this, first you go into natural sciences. I just thought if you yeah. want to do medicine, you're just going to medicine and you just like. So <laughs> uh, let's talk a bit about that process. Like your, like at, you get your grades, your, your results. You know, university is a thing. Like mm -hmm. at that point, it's not even like, do I want to go to school? No. It's like you are going, yes, right? that's not an option. It's not an option. So um, take me through the process. Like, okay, Unza, we're getting our forms. We're no, looking through actually, the courses. Before that, yeah. so me and Dora were in some la-la land where we thought we were going to go to South Africa because, oh, I mean, yeah. vibes, right? So I go to my dad and I'm like, no, I want to go. And he's like, what do you want to go and do? And I'm like, I want to do marketing. First of all, I thought I wanted to dress up every day. Mm. That's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want somewhere where so I can you wanted, dress you up. Wanted, you wanted a career where you could dress up every day. I could dress up, dress every, up day. every day. Yeah. So I go to him and I'm like, I want to do marketing. And he's like, what? Yeah. With which grades? With which science grades mm. do you want to go and do marketing? Mm. Like, why? And I was just like, mm, I don't know. I think they look really good. <laughs> and he's like, no, no. And uh, what's this about South Africa? So I'm like, um, yeah, I want to go to South Africa. Like, I mean, you guys make it happen. What's going on? It's like, um, no problem. I can sell my car and we'll pay for the first semester. Then you sort yourself out from there. <laughs> <laughs> then you were just, just like, reality yeah. check. Mukwai? Ati? Ati? So it's like, no. Have you even applied to this? So I'm like, no. And applied on Bazaari. Please. I was like, no. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. That is how he was just like, can you get the forms? Can you let's go to the Bazaaris and apply for the Bazaari as well? And... So that was, is how. So in that moment, did you realize like, um, you know, I'm sure you you had no concept of school fees. I'm no. assuming. So is that was that your first reality check to yes. like you just can't go to school? No. You know, it's, there's, it's, there's yes. school fees, there's and if you're going to go to South Africa, there's planes, there's yes. you know upkeep, there's you know yeah. But I like that my dad was very clear, mm. very clear about what was going to happen. So mm. even as I was going to Unza, I knew that even if it's Unza. The money was not there. Okay. So, um, go to Unza and he's like, no, you're going to NS. I mean, I don't know. Why are you, why are you, my dad always is to me, why, why do you always, I've always, when I say, I've always thought I get things, but not necessarily that I was clever or smart. Mm, mm. So I was just like, even going to NS, I was like, mm, didn't know what I was going to. I was like, ah, I just need to clear. Yeah. And if I clear whatever course I get into, oh, when and I NS clear, is the School of Natural Sciences. Yeah. Is wondering. Whatever, let me just clear. And mm. whatever I clear with, that is the course I'm going to do. No direction, yeah. really. I just, I just, science is for me, I, I get things that make sense. Yeah. So my dad was very right that I had to do sciences, something in sciences. Yeah. I don't like essays. Yeah. I don't like uh, theory. Yeah. And that is how we got into NS. So um, for me, I think it's it's kind of like a really different story. So I am the opposite, like of you, which is like the things that make sense are great, like fine. But I'm I like to theorize. I like to mm -hmm. I like to write. I respond to words. I don't really respond to numbers. Like I d I don't know. There's probably a personality type for something like that. Um, I'm and I'm now learning. I'm like super. Like I'm more creative. Like I have a creative side. So mm -hmm. who knows? One, I could have been a. You know, I actually wanted to be an actress. So yeah, I should have taken that as a cue. So, NS for me was punishment. Like mm. NS for me was really tough, and not because I couldn't do the schoolwork, 
but because it felt really stifling. Mm. So I was going to go into the School of Humanities, um, but a cousin of mine who I used to really look up to, like legit, I'm filling in the forms and she shows up. And she's like, with these grades, like you did really well in science. Why are you going to like humanities? Um, when she's like, and there's no women in, that time we didn't call it STEM, but she must have said something to the effect of STEM. Mm -hmm. There's no women in STEM, you should be in STEM, like, oh, girl power, blah, blah. And for me, you always just have to say women eh. in, and, <laughs> and you've got me. I, 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 I changed my application, and that's how I found myself in NS. But legit from day one, Is it? I knew I had made a mistake, but I didn't know... Because you have the buzzery, mm -hmm. you have the, you're there already. I didn't know how to say, I didn't know how to articulate that this was a mistake. And every minute, like every time I loved being outside class. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was like my favorite. Yes. Like hanging out, going to the student center. Yeah, throwing parties. Throwing parties. Listen, throwing parties. That's, you see, I was always like artistic. Throwing parties with one cabbage, two chicken, <laughs> girl, and Nikolai, like, make punch out of Nikolai, brandy, and, uh, no, Nikolai, vodka. The brandy was... Chateau. And we make it healthy with fresh juice. Oh, uh, yeah. And then we just add fresh juice because, like, if you add fresh juice, it's a then bit it's, more yes. bougie. And throwing some, some, some apples. apples. <laughs> anyway, so, like, I knew, like, what am I even doing here? But I didn't have the ability to articulate it i didn't have the i didn't couldn't voice it i couldn't go back home and say i think we made a mistake and you know i didn't care about my grades is it yeah at all like and i couldn't admit to anyone for the first time in my life i was super competitive and i'm like i'm also like competitive i'm pretty academic yes. but I didn't, that was the first time in my life and, I didn't care about my grades. And why we'll be shocked is people should know that NS is a really big school. Yeah. So even if we knew each other, you were in like a different TG, Stream, a different, you had different yes, lectures. Exactly. So the actual schoolwork, yeah. me and you were never... No, we, we didn't yeah. do schoolwork together. And I found like some really cool people who were willing to like do schoolwork with mm -hmm. me, who were willing to show me stuff. There was such a community there. Yes. Which is why I think I passed some of the courses. <laughs> but like... Um, it was it was hard, and I didn't know I was masking it. I think with just like I am social, but like I I I probably overdid the social side because mm -hmm. I just hated school so much. And I was lucky enough at some point, like at the end of the year, my mom says, "This like you've never failed." So is this like you are not like you're not that kid not that you. fails? So yeah. she didn't take it as like reprimanding. She was like, "That's not my daughter." So I think change. So I, I did a bit of law, like I did a diploma in law throughout that education and I had like all A's. Mm -hmm. And that's, that brought back the confidence because that also destroys your confidence. Yeah. Like, am I smart? That brought up back the confidence to realize I think I was just doing the wrong thing. Um, but like back to you, you then go through like sciences make sense to you. Sciences make sense to yeah. me. NS is not, was not, um, hard for me. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, because you and me were partying together, but you, you were clearing. I remember when one person, <laughs> when my roommate came in and told me that you study on your bed. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, and then I'll sleep. Yeah. She's just like, no. <laughs> and I was really at that point, at that point, I was even like, ah, 
Maybe. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know if I'm as smart as. So then, first semester goes and you clear. Second semester you clear. And then the results come out. Yeah. And the, was it the registrar? In natural sciences actually came to me and said, okay, so what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I don't know, I have no idea. Even, I think I said something like, even environmental studies or science. I was like, why? Um, you could go into vet school. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what's that? And then he explained and says, go to the school. Mm -hmm. I went to the school mm. and I was wowed. It's a really uh, nice school, yeah. by the way. And yeah, they just have all these perks and it was really comfortable, it seemed. And so I chose vet in that moment. I chose vet and I applied to vet and I got into vet school. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got into vet school. So at that point you had no idea, like, could you tell you, because now you love animals. It's not like, it's yeah. not even like it's just about being a vet because I've been to your house and there's animals <laughs> everywhere. Your kids treat animals like they're <laughs> siblings, you know, and it's, I mean, it's cute, but like, <laughs> but I'm sure you got that from somewhere, right? And like, so, um, do, at which point, like, did you always like animals or like it was just that encounter where it now always like, oh man, this is cool. Um, I liked animals, mm. not necessarily loved them. Then the amount of work it gets to have the animals, mm. whatever it is, if it's livestock, if it's just pets, the amount of work it goes into livestock and even the pets, keeping mm -hmm. them alive, keeping them clean, keeping, keeping them, them safe clean. for you. Yeah, disease-free, Yeah, edible. makes you love them. <laughs> And yeah. then you don't take um, too many things for granted. And mm. also, like, uh, it's kind of like the medicine is similar. The actual medicine of animals and humans is similar. So you can't help but if there's an, a human with heart failure, there'll be a dog with heart failure. Mm. So there's also, like, that empathy. Like, yeah. So you see them, like, you see it as a life. Yes. Where, yeah, yes, so for I you do. it's like a life worth saving where, yeah. um, you know, for the rest of us, like sometimes we don't, mm. you know, unless you're a member of PETA, like sometimes we don't treat animals yeah. the same. Um, so, so like now, do you, like at which point did you like know this was, and I know you got in and you're like, this is cool, but did you get a moment of like knowing this was it, this was a passion? Like, um, fifth year. Fifth mm. year is when you do your clinical studies and surgery. Just from surgery, like just from the tools, mm. I just got it. Mm. Like I just got even being sterile in the process you go through. I don't know if it was Gray's. Mm. I don't know if it was... It's probably Gray's Anatomy. Yes, I think so. Because yeah. I, just, I just got that. <laughs> yeah. I just got how you can contaminate with just this. And a lot of people didn't understand why. And I think that was when I was just like, mm, you know what? I think uh, this could be my. And then I loved surgery. Like you, I love. You blood. like it a little too much. I like wounds. because, like, you know, you know, the time I had that surgery, and he's like, "Who's cleaning your wound? Can I come and?" And not in like a, "You want to come and take care of me?" But no. it was like a creepy way. Like, "Can I come and clean your wound?" Who's like, I would bride her. She would not even. I will. Yes. <laughs> I would get uh, all the goo out. Yeah. Give like nice clean wound. And that, and that gives you joy. Yes. yes. 
Gosh. Like putsy flies and squeezing them and removing them. Like that. That actually. <laughs> those are things. Yeah, especially wounds. Yeah. Wounds, the growth wounds yeah. with pus and maggots and that actually excites me. You know, in this moment, I'm like, this is why you probably came to this podcast because it's making me realize how humans can be so different. Yes. Like for me, those things give me nightmares. Like I stay up thinking like that was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. No, very few things disgust me now. No, I know that. Yeah. I know that. And there's a way that the rest of us are still like, ew, you're like, you yeah. like roll your eyes at mm -hmm. us. So you're not that friend that's going to be like, it's no. okay. <laughs> no, because I'm like, grow up. Yeah, you're like, you, you legit are like, grow up. <laughs> oh, man. So like, um, uh, so back to like, you know, because we met in university. So like that, I'll, I'll have questions about that, but you know, about life later. So even, in, even then, you were always like super entrepreneurial. Um, I remember your dress business. Yes. Listen saved lives like your dress business um you would go thrifting it's now got a cool name thrifting, thrifting. but those days you got salaula mm -hmm. you'd you'd pick the right dresses yes you'd launder them and then you'd sell them to us yes and these are the dresses we'd wear when we go when to we when we go out and we'd be feeling like listen <laughs> we'll be feeling like kardashians when we're out in those dresses but like what amused me, it's not just that you were entrepreneurial that way. What always amused me was your little notebook. <laughs> like you had this canon book where no matter how many dresses we got, you would write it down. No matter how close your friend was, you'd write us down. And then there's a way that we had like a log, like you were logging even then. You were like logging and counting and putting your money back in the business and knowing what you could spend. Like at that point, you already had like, the things that we learn about books in books now, like the things that I'm trying to do, you know, and that's since transitioned to your spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. You spreadsheet Ooh. everything. Yes. You spreadsheet Ooh. like, oh, let's go on a trip. Mm -hmm. You send us a spreadsheet about the itinerary. Yeah. How much it costs. You know, you're as, mm -hmm. your life is in a spreadsheet. My life is in yes. a spreadsheet. So like, um, I guess my question is, at that point, what was the drive to be entrepreneurial? Um, and then why, why did you, do, how did you just do it so well? Did you just know how to do it or you had seen it somewhere, you know? And what lessons did you learn then through the dress business uh, do you find that have, are consistent even now that you have a much, much bigger business? Um, that's, uh, I just needed my own money. I hate asking for money. Mm -hmm. So, and also even if I did, like it felt wrong to ask my parents for money to chill. Yeah. Um, so whatever extra money, and we had a very active social life. So oh boy, was that was not going active. to pay for itself. Yeah. So that was mm -hmm. the initial drive to do that, and then I actually really enjoyed it. I wish I continued doing it. Actually, mm -hmm. I wish I continued doing it because um, I love dresses. I know what dress looks good on someone and mm. I know it, the come dress and how you can so that was also fun just yeah. getting to see people try them on and I remember going and... with you on one of those trips Lord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we went to Soweto and you were like and, and you know the one of the things you are is you're such a like you plug like <laughs> If there's a deal, if there's something, Chipo, there are mirrors at China more. Like, <laughs> like even now, like you're such a plugger. So even then, you had your business, 
but you took me with you to go and buy dresses and you're like you can get them at cost mm -hmm. so you can have your own dresses like you don't have to buy them from me and i remember how hard <laughs> it was first of all there was people everywhere yes. <laughs> secondly just the process of picking mm -hmm. the dresses like you had your guy who separated dresses already but you also still went in and picked dress by dress mm -hmm. by dress i was hungry yeah i was and hot. you don't yeah you don't do I well was with tired no food. no, no when food. i can yeah. i go yeah like, no no me when there's no food there's no life <laughs> so like <laughs> so i remember that and it was just like you had to be super motivated to just like do that yeah, and also, like, when I was getting those dresses, I was also getting dresses for myself. No, I remember. Yeah. yeah. So, we would all look would good. Plan, would plan for month, yes. would plan for the month. Yes. A dress each week. And then that was the, life. the other girls that came, that were not part of the people I knew that started calling me and asking for dresses. So, every yeah. Friday night was, like, busy. It was, like, a busy yeah. time. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, and I actually really enjoyed that. And it didn't take too much time away from my school. From studies. Yeah. So if she would call me every two weeks saying she had a new bell, I would go there, even whichever day I had an afternoon off, go and go and get those dresses and I would sell them. Didn't have to sell them during class time. Yeah. So that was also the good thing. Yeah. And then I just, it was, I mean, if you're running a business, you need the money to buy more dresses and you need to know your profits that you're mm -hmm. spending. It just came from that, that I needed the business to continue. So that's, that's another thing that I feel like you just, also assume because for me those were lessons so i'm i'm one of those entrepreneurs that's like visionary like mm -hmm. i get ideas and i push for that idea the one thing i was never doing was counting as long as i was moving and making things happen i was happy no, but I'm now very, i'm very practical but now i'm 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 i've learned in the last few years to marry that pushing with practicality and also learning that i can't that certain things i can't do myself so um i have people around me who help and there was a point where i was like maybe it's a bit frivolous but then i realized that like i won't get into the detail i'm very <laughs> like high level very visionary very like moving selling making things happen but to come back and start no that's, i need that's to not, that's I, not i'm me. very practical yeah. so i need to know the next step and the next three steps mm -hmm. and the next eight steps and how those eight steps are going to be funded and where the money is coming from and listen i can just go 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 no with yeah. me like this whole year budget has been for the whole yes. year so you've taught me that so now i yeah. have a budget for the year yeah but before that i was just vibes on vibes because then it helps vibes. you know exactly <laughs> what you can afford because yeah. sometimes you go into it and you're just like we'll make it happen when you actually look and you're just like this is i cannot this can't move off the budget so I, there's nothing I can do about this particular thing. Yeah. So I actually don't have this money because what I'm trying to think I can swing is not swingable. Yeah, but how did you just know that? How is that just that? It's just in you? Okay, now, I've, now I can say that I'm, I'm smart. I'm clever. Yeah, you're clever. <laughs> One man, no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like things just come, which yeah. is why I like practical things. Like yeah. I will not, I have not, for small things or even, like, even changing a tap, yeah. I have not hired a plumber in a very long time. I would do that shit myself. <laughs> yeah, but you're also like really like multi-talented. Like you can do the numbers, you can do the selling, you can do the hustling by yourself. I don't then think can I can change. do the selling. I'm not very you're not good a at seller. selling. No. Mm. I just have a product that people need to survive. Yeah. 
Yeah, because we need to eat. Yes. Yeah. And that that is one of my, I know that very well. So I need to have a product that people need. Mm-hmm. Not so a that career in marketing want. would have not really... No, I cannot <laughs> sell. Okay. So what do you think, like the question I asked earlier, were there things you learned then? Like what lessons did you learn then? Good and bad that like in your dress business in university, do you think are still applying now? Um, that people are really bad at credit and don't judge people by their outward appearance. Mm. Like, you know how I would get some, even some, um, some people who we assumed yeah. had money and whatever, and they would take the longest to pay me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then yet the girl who would come in on Friday and be like, no, and she would come in with cash. Yeah. And so I've learned um, that was my number one, mm. still is today. Yeah, because you, 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 uh, we're always talking about like the, the dirty money and not dirty money like it's dirty, but like practically yes. it's actually good. Yes, it's if got you do this, of sand. If you do this, it's great. Like. Yeah, and you bring it, you're like, you're bringing it to the table like, oh, can I have so much money? And you're like, sure. And you're like, mm-hmm. and then you give, <laughs> you give me the money. It might be two quarters yeah. and five quarters. Two quarters <laughs> and five quarters that we have to count note by note <laughs> and dust it off. Um, but you've always said like there's so like this is where the money is like yes. there's so much money in like your everyday person yes and not in people that we assume have money mm. and this is something I learned from you as well so I never take like um, face value or a Gucci bag to assume someone yes. has money like people with money will just and, show and you the money count count your eggs yeah. before they hatch because you assume this person this will person follow has through money and on these pay. deals yeah or, yeah. No. yeah until they pay. Until they pay. And until they go through with that deal. Yeah, until they go through with that deal. So that's one lesson where, like, you just don't assume someone has money. So you, so that has made you, like, widen the pool of people you sell to, I'm assuming. And I even have a preference. Preference. (laughs) Mm, Yes, I know that. (laughs) And then, um, actually, yes, then learned that I could figure it out. Mm. which was I could figure it out and also that no one is going to wait for you like in that moment if if you have a business no one's going to wait for you no one's going to wait that you're sick no one cares that you are away Mm. no one cares about that like you need to get stuff done yeah I was telling you I get anxiety just by being late yeah so me not showing up or not doing um what I said I would do yeah. is very hard on me, which yeah. is some of the longest relationships I've had is because I'm consistent. Yeah, indeed, you are. <laughs> but how do you, what if you're actually sick? How do you deal with those days? Like, do you have people around you that can help? Like, what about those days where you actually go, because um, I know you value time with your family away and holidays and things like that. So what about those times? Those days away? are really planned. Yeah. And um, I'm lucky that, and blessed that I have, my mom helps me a lot. Mm. And I have... Shout out to Auntie Anastasia. I do have support. Mm-hmm. Like, their support is there. Yeah. For whatever I need. Like, just the other time I had a problem at um, a real estate project that we're doing. Yeah. And this was like at 21 hours, New Year's Eve. I remember mm. that. Oh, yes, yeah, we're, no, together we're together. Yeah, we were, <laughs> then I started stressing. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but my brother, my brother went there. Yeah. And he, so I actually kind of, 
do have support even and i'm not afraid to ask mm. like even you guys if yeah. there's i will usually yeah you ask. be like you guys please there's this going on yeah if i don't call you guys tomorrow check up on me yes you stress us and then we're all like what what are we so okay maybe we should you know <laughs> stressing us um all right cool so somewhere in the middle i i you know i always tease you about uh the fact that you 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 not that you ruined our childhood. Like, like you just, we had this bubble where everything was going great. We were having the best time of our lives and partying all the time and we're in university. And then, and then um, yeah, hmm. and then you, 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 you got pregnant. You got yeah. knocked up. Knocked up. <laughs> Literally. You know, Changela girl. Um, anyway, so we're in the middle of your studies. You, you get pregnant. Then you eventually have the baby in the middle of university without taking a beat stop without taking a break um and you know you have the baby uh you come back and you know one of the stories that i'll just like never forget is the fact that you had an exam after you gave birth and you went and you wrote it and you passed like crazy you know so um so you're so at this point we're all really young and not that we're irresponsible i always think you were, we were like pretty good kids but like we have no concept of like real responsibility like mm -hmm. the responsibility is just like us the dresses yes what we're wearing at the weekend and Where like we're going. making sure like we're doing good in school yeah. right so then you now have a baby and i think you still have you have, you have a baby and you still have a lot of childish friends of course because we're all like <laughs> it's cute that you have a baby but we're not experiencing that with you so you know could you share what that experience was like for you like having the baby during university and of course like that's not what any parent most parents want for their children but yeah. so there's managing the expectations of disappointing you if it's yourself or if it's other people and then managing school with the responsibility of now having a whole human, human being, being to look after um okay so number one which i now i that was i wish i didn't feel that way i always felt that I put myself in that situation. Mm. So I got pregnant. Yeah. So no one was going to, I wasn't going to make anyone else, um, even, I didn't feel entitled. Mm -hmm. I, you know, like I was like, ah, oh, well, you, you are in university, you know you're in university. Yeah. And you got pregnant. So you have to just continue. Like there's no calling the lecturer to say, my baby is, I can't come for this. That was never an option for mm -hmm. me. Because I was just like, you got yourself. Maybe it's because that is something that I always thought yeah. about people that got pregnant mm -hmm. during. So even I'd go to lectures and I'd be like seven months pregnant and stand at the back and not sit if there was no chair or if, they, if someone offered me a chair, I would cringe so hard mm. because I was just like, oh my God, because I'm pregnant. And, but I got myself into this mm. and I shouldn't make you give so up you your chair So you beat yourself up a lot. Yes. Yeah. So even I would go to all the labs, I wouldn't try. And so even me writing the exam right after I gave birth was just because I just couldn't ask for a supplementary exam. Because mm. I was just like, uh, I got myself into this. Yeah. Yeah. And which wasn't the case because even I had given birth at nine and the doctor was like, you need to spend the night. I was like, I cannot. I have an exam. Like by 14 hours, you guys just roll me out of here. I don't know what it is. And thank goodness, again, I've had people around me that were so even as I'm doing all this, one of my closest vet friends is 
at school, like calling me like, what should we do? Should I go in? Should I ask them that you're writing a sub? Mm. Because maybe you need to write a sub. And I was just like, ah, oh, eh? yeah, come. Mm. And I thought I was studying. I really thought I was studying right there in the hotel room as they're cleaning Antonella. And I really wasn't. I don't remember anything mm. from. And so the next day I went in, padded myself up, wore the tightest jeans, just. And I went in there and I, like everyone, I remember um, one of my friends going saying, why are you here? Yeah. And I was just like, but where am I supposed to be? Because mm. in my head, I was just like, you put yourself in this situation. You should not ask for any favors. You don't deserve it. Mm. That is what I thought. And actually I could have, because there were people that would not be ready and yeah. fake whatever. And, but I just thought, no, you put yourself in this situation and you should not ask for any favors. This is your doing. So that's, but there has to be like some kind of, cause that's hard. Like it that's hard. Were you, because that's I know like, you, yeah, yeah. And also I know you and me have talked about this of like, were you, were you aware of how hard it was or was that something that you had to deal with later? Because a lot of times, because that's still, like, all that is trauma, right? Like, yeah. first of all, like, even just getting pregnant in university. And, yes. you know, I, I remember the pregnant girls at school. There was, like, as much as there was, oh, she got pregnant, there was still a little bit of, like, eyes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. With your you with your waddling all the over The nuns campus. beat me up about it. Yeah, and I might, oh, the nuns. Oh, man, we have to unpack that one as well. The nuns. <laughs> So, like, did you, were you, when did you get to process that trauma? Like, the trauma of what you went through? Because I know, I know you're, like, a go, 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 mm -hmm. badass. Autopilot. Like that autopilot. That's the yes. person you are. But, like, at which point did it, did you stop to start to, like, process everything that you went through that was really hard? The second pregnancy. Mm. Then I was, and... I had the opportunity to then sit and um, kind of then be be pregnant. You were around for was, the yes, pregnancy. I was pregnant. Because yeah. yeah. the other one, I was not pregnant. You don't, it's just it, something that... It, it was something I was carrying <laughs> yeah. and everything else had to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. But like, so what So what I'm not sure if it was fully yeah. processed. It's... it's even it was a lot of emotions because it's it's i was more free mm. and enjoying it better mm. um vet school was was vet school is hard like even the you it's eight to five mm -hmm. it's not like other classes where you have three classes and that's it mm. and there's a lot of standing there's a lot of lab work there's mm. a lot of so that was, I was physically tired. Like, where <laughs> I was so small that even my pelvic was, well, it kind of separates if you're really small. If you're, so I was always even in pain just because of that. But I was an autopilot. That's mm. So I really, even like a lot of things I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Because I was really on autopilot. So you, you and I have like... Um, kind of gotten not that we've gotten into i think we've always just been intentional about our like self-development about like you know um if it's either reading a book or it's like you know just like trying to grow up and mm -hmm. like live 
be a better human being every yes. day, live your like best life, be a good like person, right? And and a fulfilled person. So, um when when did that journey start for you? When did you start to intentionally like at which point with all these things because you've had your um you you you've, you've you've had some traumas whether the the pregnancy and traumas in your past, you know, you've been you've you've been on autopilot for certain things. You've gotten done what needs to get done. You know, you, then after that you got married, but you're still the first one in the group to get married. And you know, you still like, there was a lot of like growing up that happened for you Very faster fast. than the rest mm -hmm. of us. Right. So at which point did you like say, okay, I'm going to be intentional about being a better human. Like this, this way of living, which might either be autopilot, which might either be just like not enough introspection because you just don't have the time to introspect. At, like, was there a particular episode, if you can share, or was, just, would it, was it just like gradual to say, you know what, I just need to start growing. I need to start like becoming a better human being. I need to like learn about, you know, everything from trauma to triggers, like all these things that we talk about. Like, was that like an intentional thing? Because just generally, you can't live like that. Mm. So for me, I couldn't, you couldn't, you can't continue living the way you've been living, making the same, mis making the same mistakes, um, like reacting to certain things the same way. And you know, even when you react like that, you even tell yourself that, what was all that about? Yeah. So that is it. And trying to find out why you do certain things that are really not nice. Mm. So that was the first one. And then just the kids. Like mm. seeing I have daughters yeah. who I like uh, USB and like I am connected to them. Yeah. So even with them and seeing what they go through mm. and then also seeing what they go through even with the other kids. And I don't, I even look at the other kids as myself mm. or as you said, if you think a kid is already notorious. Yeah. And so my daughter comes and tells me a story. And the first thing that I tell is, no, but I don't think you're looking at it this way. Yeah. This is probably... So it's that. It's even them trying to make them better human beings. Mm -hmm. um, better human beings to their friends, their teachers, um, to their family. Mm -hmm. And also not taking themselves too seriously, not yeah. putting so much pressure on themselves. So with that, I can't come with... Your own... With my own yeah. into that. Yeah. And... Uh, so when I see, sometimes I see myself through them and I see how, no, I obviously can't do it this way. Yeah. And you relearn certain things. So they have actually been the biggest. That's, that's, that's pretty interesting. But you have to still have a level of self-awareness to get to the point where you can see yourself through your kids and see like some of the, some of like, the great qualities, because I think we, there's always like great mm -hmm. qualities that you pass on, but also being like being objective about the not so great qualities and saying like, we passed on that. Like, oh, no, no, no. Mm. I'm, I laugh about everything. Mm -hmm. So, which is half the time. I now I've learned that a lot of people cannot. Like, I, I would, I laugh about everything. And the only person who kind of takes it is my mom. Like, when I laugh mm. and I laugh at you and what our, She's the only person so far that takes it. And with that, like you, 
it, it becomes easier. Yeah. So when like, and this is even, it started with, I think, us. When we would say, yeah, you and your daddy issues. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and literally, and we're like, yeah, because your daddy dead. Yeah, and to yeah. some people, they like cringe. Yeah. And with us, like, we'll just laugh about it. <laughs> so funny. So it's like the, yeah. the biggest trauma, yeah. not being so heavy. Mm. And then with that, you just learn to start laughing about and being more even open without not being so guarded with yeah. whatever it is that um, has hurt you or is a trauma, is a trigger. Yeah, you say something really interesting and I think, um, I, I haven't thought of it that way, but I think that's a huge way of how I've also been processing like traumas, right? Because when we, when we realized, like when we all started to kind of analyze like, oh, you know, this might be like <laughs> daddy issues and would, would laugh about it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but it, we were able to know when our daddy issues were showing up, just like when we were, we started dating and we'd, you know, you'd, <laughs> yeah. you'd see how you'd show up in a relationship or some of the ways you'd like compromise yourself. And then you'd realize, and you'd laugh with your, your friend would be like, I think that's your daddy issues showing up. <laughs> and as much as we are laughing about it, there's somewhere in the back of your brain where you're like, oh gosh. But you right? see, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. so heavy. Yeah. So you could own that you, you had. You could own it and then yeah. you, could, you could actually do better yes. the next time. And I think it was everything. It was, it was like from daddy issues. It was just like there never being enough money for things. Yes. You know, would laugh about like yeah. being, you know. Um, I mean, we're privileged in a lot of ways, but we're also there was also times that that money lacked. Yes, and it wasn't a shameful thing. No, and no. Um, and I think this is something I've enjoyed about our friendship and also just like some of our extended friends is that those moments were not like shameful things. You didn't hide the fact that it was wild. You know what I yes. mean? We could share and we, we could share that it was wild, but we could also share resources. Yes. And come up with a solution yeah. and uh, yeah. yeah. Like you and I would use the same makeup. Yes. <laughs> Look at how vastly different our skin tones are. <laughs> but if it was me with the makeup, you'd, you'd use it. And if it was you with the makeup, I would yeah. use it too. Um, <laughs> that was, that was insane. Uh, so, <laughs> So like you, so, you know, you, you, so you had the, you had the baby, you got married and then, um, you immediately after you finished school, I think, was it during or after when you started to travel, um, when your husband was traveling, moved for work and you kind of like yes. had to leave. Right. And, um, I think we've had this conversation in like different ways, but you never, you didn't have the traditional career. Because, like, after, you know, after doing vet school, mm -hmm. like, I imagine you want to, like, practice. You want mm -hmm. to practice in, in either a veterinary clinic or you want to practice. You want to practice somehow, but you don't get that opportunity because now you get another type of opportunity, which is, like, going away and having to be entrepreneurial after that. Like, now taking that, you know, full time. Like, at what point, um, and I know you struggled a little, but at what point, like, first of all, how did that make you feel that you couldn't really um, practice like your friends who you obviously you graduate with people and they go off practicing. Like, mm -hmm. did you have FOMO of like, oh, they're wearing lab coats, <laughs> you know, and then like, so how did you how did you feel at the time? And then at what point did you accept that maybe this is I'm 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 never going to work because do you even. Do you have a NAPSA number? Like, have you ever worked? <laughs> 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 of course you have a NAPSA number. But, like, 
you you didn't I, I don't remember you like having like an eight to five like that th that kind of experience that most of us had at some point after you'd had it before university but after university so how did you process seeing your friends um starting their careers in that very traditional sense and then at what point did you accept that that wasn't your path and um, you're just going to pursue entrepreneurship full-time so when I graduated, I then decided, like my aunt was just like, roll them out quickly, do them, like have the babies and be done with it so that you can do other things. Mm -hmm. So then I at least made the conscious decision to get pregnant. Yeah. So graduation happens and I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, so then I was like, right after graduation, let me give myself time to be pregnant. Mm -hmm. That's when that happened and had the baby and then was raising the baby. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel too, too bad about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, then an opportunity actually came in Malawi, yeah. where I used to work, and I used to work like three days a week, but it was like 100 Ks away. Mm. So that is when I knew that we had to, I couldn't have a nine to five job because mm -hmm. there were too many, there were too many moving parts mm -hmm. in our family. Yeah. And I had to be the constant. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't be a moving part as well. Otherwise mm -hmm. it wasn't going to work. Mm -hmm. So between my husband and the two kids that were moving parts, if I had a nine to five, I actually don't know how we would have managed. Yeah. So that is, it, it was because of the situation we're yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that is when from we're lucky enough to get land and this has been we have always had a common vision so the common vision was that our final retirement place was going to be on a farm we had these visions and we had of what we're going to do and yeah. blah, blah, blah. so when we had the opportunity to get the land where we live now yeah that was the first thing i did i put chicken runs there because i was like one i already had the clientele i already did, i already know this i yeah. had already trained someone to do it yeah and it's something that i can kind of monitor from far mm. That is how that started, or yeah. continued. Mm -hmm. And from that, it has always just been that I need to be, I cannot be the moving part. I need to be flexible enough to make things for the kids happen mm -hmm. and also be available for my husband, who is a very fast moving part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Otherwise, I, I actually don't, we would have never seen each other and would have never seen the kids Yeah, if I had a nine to five because we barely see yeah. a lot of each other now. Yeah. But because I am the constant, I can kind of then make intentional time and have memories and I make it, make the moving parts work. So it was out yeah. of the need. It wasn't, it was, it wasn't and, and something did, I... Did any of that feel like sacrificial? Did it feel like you had to give up something? And yes. did you have to process giving up something? Yes, especially yeah. in times when you get mad about something. Yeah. Then you're like, and then I'm doing all this for you. What yeah. is it for? Yeah. And da, da, da. Yeah. So that is when it feels like you are sacrificing. Mm. But I... My bottom line even with has always been to one kind of make money mm -hmm. <laughs> and two um 
have the time to enjoy the money. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I, I would, and which I really, really enjoy. Yeah. I really as a, enjoy As an honorary life. member of your family. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so on that, right, like you, 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 you're a successful farmer, you know. Well, yeah, you make, you listen, successful farming is making money off farming. <laughs> like, making money off farming, having the infrastructure, having, like, you okay. know, that's how I'm going to define it. But also, like, farming, I think it started with our parents' generation. Mm -hmm. When, like, farming became a trend, they all retired to farms. Mm -hmm. And um, even amongst our peers, there's a lot of people that, like, yeah, farming is the next, like, and I do believe that food is the next, like, you know internet <laughs> for lack of a better term but n very few people make successful farmers or it's a lot of the stories i hear about farming are people sinking in money and sinking in money and sinking in money and just never yield like never figuring out how to make actual like money that you can put back and you have some left over right um and we saw this with our parents generation as you know but we also saw you see it with a lot of our peers who might have like two jobs and like keep sinking in but they don't see like a return what do you think makes you a successful farmer like what have you figured out that um like how do you balance it like okay you can you can reinvest but like also you're just like making money out before of farming before the investments and yeah. the reinvestments like it's hard work mm. it is i won't even lie it's hard work it's it's 3 a.m wake ups <laughs> Half the time. And You're the first person to respond to any group message or to say good morning. Yes, yeah. because I'm awake. Yeah, yeah. Oh, By the time that, you guys are waking up, I'm on And also you are sleeping at 8 p.m. Yes, because yeah. I'm tired. So you're no fun in the evening. And then <laughs> oh. you're the first, you're waking up when the rest of us are asleep. Yeah. So it's like, let no one, it's hard work. It's hard work also because even if you do have the resources to pay someone else, it starts and ends with you, unfortunately. You you have to know your business. You have to be on the ground constantly. Mm -hmm. And that is a lot of work. That's a lot of work because even half the time, you, you cannot detach. You cannot leave when you want to leave. Otherwise, it will cost you a lot of money. Yeah. So it's, the hard, it's hard work. And then it's also knowing, don't glamorize it. Like, mm, yeah. count everything. Mm -hmm. If you're going to live off of this, uh, put in the cost of the car that you're using and how you're going to depreciate it over time. Luckily, uh, my husband and I come up, so he, he can kind of help with that because that's... Yeah. <laughs> so you, you need to kind of see if, if the job that you have and you putting in the money and that all stopped, can you live off of this business? Mm. And that, I think, is, is one of the big things. But, yes, for a good number of years, you would have to be... So there's, there's no substitution for hard work no. and just, like, like no. being involved to the detail. No, so you that's cannot like just one employ someone to yeah. run your farm and yeah. you think your farm will work. No. Yeah. You, you have to know what they're running, every single part of what they're running. Mm. You need to know even how your pipes run on the farm. And what connections are where? You need to know how many bags of feed you use per day mm. and or how many bags of 
concentrate you need and inputs you need to put in and how the cycle works and when it should be done mm. and at 6 a.m who's working when and what are they doing yeah and, like those little little things that you need to know i've been asking like uh i asked my last guest this and i'm going to ask you because i feel like there's this is something you guys have in common you you are really like uh you're committed to like movement and like exercise to a point where you yes bully us Yes. yes. I told you guys you would die. Yeah. I was like, you die. You die. <laughs> so like... <laughs> like you who's on BP meds. Yeah, you mm -hmm. die. You who's on BP meds. Can you start mm. exercising? Okay. <laughs> she knows so, herself. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to her. Um, so like, how, how important has exercise like come to play? Like, how important is it for your... Or how much do you think it's tied to your ability to succeed in your in your job in your business? Like, um, what what are the rewards you get out of it? Like, if it's physically, if it's spiritually, mentally, like, what does exercise do for you? Ooh, everything. Like, yeah. I I haven't, and this is for me, exercise is like hardcore exercise because I feel like the exercise that people claim to exercise i do that every day yeah like because you're you very like yeah i have to you walk. have to walk you have so to like my minimum is stuff. 10ks yeah and this is on a lazy day mm. so i need i like to also just because i feel like my body is at that pace my body should be pushed to a point where it's high and it's intense and I, my heart should be beating on my chest and I should, everything should be wet. Mm. My underwear, my bra, everything should be wet when I work out. Mm. That's how I feel because that is the age that my body should be doing that. Mm. The walks, the jogs, the what, I feel like that's for when I'm older. So I really like to push my body and I love how my body feels when I do that. My body, my mind, even the tiredness that I feel after I work mm. out is such a good tired. Mm. So aside from like pushing your body, what... What does that, what's the, re, there's the reward, of course, there's the hormones, there's, but how, how have you, do you think that's what allows you to go as hard as you go? Like, yes. when it comes to like, because you are like lifting feed. Yes. Yeah. So, so for you, the exercise is needed physically, of course, to make like your work no. work. No. The exercise is not even for the work. The exercise is for me. Mm -hmm. The exercise is for me and me being able to do stuff just makes it better i'm not the type that when they're cleaning the chicken runs that i'm just standing there and i'm no if i want something to be done right and this is mm -hmm. i want every part of that floor disinfected mm -hmm. i'll be there with a the hard broom mm -hmm. and the exercise kind of allows that for ha to happen but mm -hmm. i don't do that for that for that okay yes. i do the exercise for myself okay i like to wear whatever i can mm -hmm. i don't like to stand in front of the mirror and not be able to wear something because it doesn't look right. I really don't like yeah, that. Yeah. And I also just, I like to feel what I feel when I exercise. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And um, so the exercise like is, it's consistent. It's a routine. Uh, do you feel like there's anything that like is, is of like spiritual value that comes from the exercise? And to add on that, do you have like, um, spiritual practices, beliefs that also just help you stay um, connected, help you. You've talked a lot about, you know, visioning and seeing 10, 
eight steps ahead. Mm -hmm. Like, at, where does the spirituality play any role in that? Or does, like, your practical side drive you and then the spiritual side is a vibe? Like, what, think, uh, what is your even spiritual Even my spiritual like? is very practical. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm... I even feel I don't even I don't like to ask God for things that I feel like I should do or work hard myself. Like the things that I ask God for are like good health, um, safety for mm -hmm. my family, and like things mm -hmm. like that. Like I don't mm -hmm. necessarily I I even feel like it's wasting His time mm. to ask for certain things that I should get up and do yeah. myself. Yeah, like get get up and do it yourself. Don't. So even my spirituality is very practical. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's like oh God, I'm gonna do all this myself. But um, but please, please, this, this I, one thing, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't guarantee. It's the only thing I I think I can't do myself yes. because you know I can't get I physically can't get to where I need to be for this to protect my my family. So you're gonna have to do that. Um, that's 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 pretty yes, and things like you know grace and mm. those are things that that I would. Pray for, but I'm 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 very Catholic, so yeah, it's um, and my my kids are very spiritual as well, so they kind of yeah, they want more, they want yes, more, they want more out of you, yes, <laughs> and so you have no choice but yeah to be more, yeah, I love that. But the the exercise for me is when I push my body, it also just gets. It hasn't been the same, obviously, when I was... So I love to play squash. Mm -hmm. I started playing squash just after my last mm -hmm. child. Mm -hmm. And even then, like I started playing maybe three weeks after I had, I had mm -hmm. her. So even then, those three weeks after, is not the same as today. Mm -hmm. So even that just gives me a realization that I don't have... You don't have time. What you think your body was, it's not it's going not to be. It's not anymore. Gosh, don't so, I know that? Yeah. I mean, I could do the sessions that I would do and not. it's not the same. Mm -hmm. I mean, now I've never had a muscle pulled and all of a sudden muscles are pulling now. Yeah. So even with that, like, it, I like to know how far I can push my body because it also makes me aware of what I have. Mm-hmm within it, my yeah, body and what yeah. my body can do and how it, blessed it, it brings or, you like it yeah. grounds you it brings yes. you down to like your yes. humanity of like oh gosh this is yeah yeah but also it's like but i do have this body that yeah. even as it's malfunctioning i do have it now what can i do with it yeah yeah how can i take care of it yes um of course we're friends so we can talk forever so i'm going to keep it concise try and like we haven't even gotten through most of my questions but um is there anything you're yet to do? Do you feel like, um, what, what are you yet to accomplish? Because, you know, you, in, in, in other, I know people who'd like look at you and think you've made it, you know, um, but, but for you, you, for Mabel, like, what are you still yet to accomplish? Things you can share. What are you still excited about? Um, if ever, I'd like to get to a point where I can walk around my farm and not see mistakes or to-do lists <laughs> or not so many to-do lists is that ever gonna happen though i don't know i hope so because i think you strive uh, off to-do lists yeah. low-key eh? low-key thrive off like yeah um but 
I think for me now it's 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 like a juggle. What I would love to do if mm. I had the time is do civil engineering and plumbing. <laughs> I know it's like two different. But imagine, like that is if I had the time. Infrastructure. Yes. But yeah. if I also had that time, yeah. I'd have liked to have another baby. But I don't have time for any of these things. I'm looking into the... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you do. I don't. I, I, I think you do. Es especially like... Especially if I want to enjoy it and not have yeah. the trauma that I had. Yeah. With the, we just talked about... No. I... I, so I think you're going to do all these three things. If I know you, at some point, you're, going, you're, you're probably going to have another baby. At some point, you're probably going to do... You might not do a civil engineering degree, but you're going that to do is... something to that extent. And also, like, you already are a plumber. <laughs> probably. <laughs> because like, most of our plumbers just are just plumbing out of vibes. So you're probably already a plumber. Um, so I, I do think that you're going to do all those things. If I, if I know you, you still... Are probably going to do those things so those would be my personal okay. but i make i i i would like to with i'm very conscious about time yeah so i like to make it intentional to make memories with my kids and my husband and so i'd like to make more memories yeah um good memories and exciting memories like yeah. that and also kind of um find a way to i think i really vibe well with not even kids, maybe 25 and below mm -hmm. for some reason. You're very good with teenagers. Yeah. You're very good with kids. Like I can, I can, I can yeah. see them. I know for some reason, even yeah. when they, I, I know what's going on. I can kind of see behind all the, I can see behind yeah. all that. And I would like to do something with that. I think you should, because I've, I've seen you talk to, kids and just see them and, and i think that's the word because being uh it's something i've learned now that you can look at people and think mm -hmm. you see them but seeing people um is a gift and i think i see people a bit differently i always see potential like that's my thing i think that's my gift is the ability uh to see potential in anything mm -hmm. and everyone sometimes to my detriment but i think i've learned better now so but I think you also just like see kids, especially girls. Yes. So, yeah, you should do something. I don't know yet, but you should do something about that because I think um, girls especially. Let me tell you. I, I can even say it. I know girls. Yeah. Yeah. I know girls. Yeah. I, know, I know all the girls. Yeah. You know all the girls. I know all the girls. Because, yeah. like, I, I am convinced, as someone who also likes kids, of all ages and I think we relate pretty well. I'm convinced that when I was like a teenager, I needed someone to see me. And yes. and I mean I was I was best friends with my mom. I'm still best friends with my mom, but my mom's pretty was pretty busy. And I don't think my mom would have been able to anyway because I don't think there's objectivity mm -hmm. sometimes between parents. But I would have loved for someone to see me because I think it would have sorted out a lot of nonsense that I had to go through Same. later. Yes. If someone saw me and just told me, like, showed me some grace, showed me some compassion, and also just made me aware that I'm going to make mistakes and I shouldn't be so hard on myself and, like, it's, yeah. it's going to be a journey. Yes. And validate me, I think. That karma yeah. thing is not the end of the world. It's not. It's a karma thing. It's a karma thing. It's a it small really thing. Is. It really is. And it passes and everybody forgets. 
um, but also to to validate what I was dreaming and what I was visioning because I think when we're younger our dreams are clear yes like we know what we want you know and I've been lucky enough to have a career that I've enjoyed but I think sitting here and doing this podcast has taken too long Mm -hmm. And the reason it's taken long is because I was still trying to make make my career make sense, make it make sense in like certain traditional aspects, right? And yet, if someone at, a long time ago told me like, "You're you're definitely like you know, you're you're uh, you'd enjoy media, the media space, you'd enjoy mm -hmm. interviewing, you'd enjoy podcasts, like you're you're built for it," I wouldn't have tried to make it make sense because I think my even my HR career is really good because of this. Mm -hmm. Not because, like, I know the labor law, like, I do to some <laughs> extent, but, like, I don't even enjoy the administrative side of HR. The side of HR that I enjoy is from the minute that you, you put me in front of people. I'm interviewing. I'm growing people in the organization. I'm having these conversations. I'm thought partnering with, like, my boss and my peers. It's just this that I enjoy. But it, it manifests as HR. Mm -hmm. But what it is is just this. We just need to figure out a way to make some money out of this, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 really just this. And I think if someone gave me the validation to say the dream you have is valid, mm -hmm. I would not have tried to make it make sense for so long. You know, and that's what I try to do for other people. Like, you're trying to make it make sense, but you you know like what you want. Mm -hmm. You know what's deep down in your heart, and just like do it. You know. Um, and which is why I'm, I'm like, I, I, I want to talk to a lot of people like you who, in a roundabout way, accidental way, and most of us it's roundabout and accidental, we find that thing that gives us joy yes. and that's where we thrive. With, even the accidental are accidental, I think, for a reason. There is no such thing as coincidence. Yes. Yeah. It's so all it's, connected. It's all connected. Yeah. Yeah. It's all connected. Yeah. So I'm ending all my interviews with as a professional interviewer mm -hmm. with do you have any questions for me um because we have to wrap this up at some point so uh you could ask me you know anything so do you have any questions for me you are in your retirement mm. okay mm -hmm. um what does this look like for you what does this yeah. look like what do you think in that moment will give you joy? What do you think will still make your life meaningful? Meaningful. So I'm, I'm a teacher. Mm -hmm. So of course, in my retirement, I'm trying to retire soft. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so between now and then, we have to make this money. <laughs> but I'm, I'm definitely a teacher. I think I come from after doing a bit of mapping of where I come from, like looking at some of the things that um, my, looking at my grandparents, look at the type of people they were and like all that, and even my great-grandparents, I think I've definitely inherited a teaching gene because I think mm -hmm. we're all teachers. Um, so my retirement very much looks like teaching. Um, I'm definitely going to lecture in universities, I think. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to have a... I don't know what type of school. It won't be a traditional academic school but it will be a school for things like this, for gifts, for talents, like, mm. or maybe just a curriculum of um, seeing kids, 
Like I think it like life if all of us were living out of the our gifts and not out of um circumstance and survival, the mm -hmm. things that have led us to just do whatever it is and feel that emptiness, I would like to provide that kind of like bridge. So my retirement very much looks like teaching. My my retirement looks like mentoring. So yeah. And I think you can do that when you're old and you're gray. Nice. Yeah, so that's that's what my retirement looks like. It's good that you know it now. Yeah. Is, uh... Yeah, I think it's been it's it's been clearer over time. But it's also come with admitting. It's with come it's come with admitting that like um this admitting like starting to see myself as well and starting to admit like oh these are the things that I love to do. I can do for free, but pay me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah. So, any other questions? Um, seeing that I have daughters, or yeah. even just, uh, I have nieces that are 21, and what, I don't know, what would you tell them to, how can they withstand the pressure? I mean, we never had yeah. social media on steroids now the way no. it was. So, but... And I think they kind of, their, their answer is, it's so easy for you guys. It's so, yeah, easy, it's so for easy for you guys. guys. You didn't have this. Yeah. yeah. And I don't get it. Yeah. Because we, we still have it and we're still, I we guess. We still have the, some kind of like pressure at a level. So what would you tell the 21-year-old that is, doesn't know and is unsure mm. about herself, but is also afraid, so afraid because she has too many eyes on her. Mm-hmm. She has to maintain. She has to maintain something. An she has image. to yes, and the and the one that is young enough, so fourteen, and hopes to to be validated the way they think validation is, which is social media yeah. and the likes and the. So. I think as much as things they say everything changes, but everything stays the same. Mm -hmm. Um. If there's something that I've learned now, when I look back at like all the advice I got from mom, aunties, um, when I look at back at even my conversations like your mom, like I'm I'm very open to like learning from everyone. And the mm -hmm. one thing I've come to see is that they know stuff because they've lived life. And as much as we were living in a generation that was very different from them. There were things that were consistent. And I think becoming a respecter of principles that never change, right? Um, and for, you know, it's, it's, it's things like you give, you receive. That, that, that mm -hmm. no matter which generation, no matter which computer, no matter what oh. AI, is going to stay constant. Like that is going to be constant. Being a good human being, being kind mm -hmm. and, and receiving kindness, like all that will always be constant. So the one thing that I'll tell girls especially is the fact that the concept of self-worth will never change. Like feeling, like being able to live out of you being full or you being like looking after your self-esteem, that, that's the thing that no matter what social media, no matter what lack of social media, no matter what age you grow up in, that thing is going to be the thing that protects you in this world. And that keeps you focused and keeps you like feeling deserving of your 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 dream, your vision, your whatever. Because like 
I'm very protective of my self-esteem. Protect. What does that mean? So protective of my self-esteem like? is that I, I I had to build it. Like I had to like get to a point where like I did everything. Like whatever Oprah said. <laughs> If she said affirmation, uh-huh. if she you said there. I was affirming, like, you know, you've been to my room, you've mm-hmm. seen I've like stuck everything ev- everywhere. Yes. I've got like poems in my house that affirm me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't joke about my self-worth, mm-hmm. but that became, that was because I know what it's like to have a low self-esteem and making decisions from when you have a low self-esteem means there's no decisions that's for you. You make decisions for everybody else. And that just, it's just like this hole that you think it, it goes deep. It goes deeper. You think you've reached rock bottom. You can go further down. <laughs> so when you start to build that up and you start to feel good about yourself and you start to realize, like, you know, even those things that I'm smart. Mm-hmm. You know what? I am smart. So you become productive of your smartness. If you find yourself with friends who make you question your smartness, you're like, sorry, this is not, this is not for me. If you find yourself in a job where you question your smartness, you're like, mm-hmm. say, my smartness is what I have. So, like... So that's, that's how I protect it. Is, uh, I protect stuff. So like you said, I think I'm smart too. I think I, I have a gift to connect with people. Um, I think I, I'm good at my job. Like if you give me a job, even if it's something I don't like, I'm going to execute. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So there are things I've come to believe about myself. Now, when I find myself in any environment, and you know this, I found myself in jobs where like someone makes me question everything. Uh-huh. And even if the money is great, I'm like, please. You will not mess with my self-worth. Because I've seen that that's the thing that keeps me going in the world, feeling good about myself, and also having a career that's fulfilling. So when we start to validate the girls, and when you are able to say, um, I'll give an example of your daughters. Like your daughters are like very good examples of kids that you can see what they're very good at already. Like you can see that thing that makes them special. So validating that and helping them like, become protective of that to a point where not, not a friendship, not a boyfriend, mm-hmm. not a teacher, mm. you know, cause sometimes it's teachers, not it's an not an always, uncle, not, not an, an uncle, auntie. not an auntie, um, to a point where like, if it means you're the, the rude child, yeah, to protect your space, child. just be the rude child, you know? Um, so that's the thing. I think it's the, the one thing I, Till even like I meant, I've, I've now admitted that I mentor. I, I used to think it was just vibes and relationships. Now I know I mentor. I always, whenever they come to a place where they start to question themselves or question their self-worth, I'm like, that boy is not worth it. That like the minute someone just makes you question all that, um, they are not your person because whether, like I said, boy, friend, uh, family, they should be like, yeah, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. should say those things that affirm you. Um, and not that you'll be protected from like the things that don't affirm you, but if your, 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 your inside is intact and you have your people that are constantly yes. affirming you. The yeah. other, the ones in the next circle won't yeah, really matter. Exactly. If the ones around you are true. Hmm. So like, even, you know, I shared like experiences of this podcast. You came, and brought me like flowers and champagne last when I f- recorded this first thing. Like those are my friends. The friends who will be like Avanabo, those <laughs> people I don't even like give the time of day because having a podcast and putting yourself out there is like vulnerable mm. and not easy. And I don't have space for Avanabo. Oh, yeah. I just need Paul. Even when it's like going to be a crappy episode, I Paul like at least your hair was great, <laughs> you know. 
Uh, that was fire, but You're like, hearing, girl, <laughs> listen. Um, but yeah, it's being protective, and that thing, whether it's whether it's in this age, whether it's in the age of our parents, whether it's in Downton Abbey era, you know, the the concept of self worth has never not been a thing, and I I ran with that, but I think that was some truth. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. If you don't have any more questions, I don't have any more questions. Listen, thank you, friend. Thank you. This so felt much. like a conversation out of our living room, I know. or like, you know. So yeah. So thank you for coming on, and uh, I hope we, you know, this is going to be hundreds and hundreds of episodes. So you need to come back with some new material in a few in a few seasons. Jeez. Yeah. So um, I need to come back with that uh, plumbing certificate. You need to come back with a plumbing certificate, <laughs> and where we can find you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Thanks, Mabel. Thanks for having me. This was awesome. I'm so proud of you. Thanks, friend. <laughs> so that was another great episode with Dr. Mabel Mohango Malenga. Um, catch us the next episode of The Talent Whisperer. Thank you. What a fun episode. Thank you so much, Mabel, for agreeing to be my second guest on The Talent Whisperer. Today was really cool because I think I got to know a lot about my friend it was so funny that we've had so many conversations, but this level of depth was new even to us. I particularly enjoyed uh, delving into her consistency in how hard she works at everything that she does. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and you'll be able to get a notification the time that the next episode is out. Thank you.